Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here, whether literally or figuratively, in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest is the Chief Growth Officer at the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Institute. Based in Cleveland, Ohio, she is a Buckeye through and through. Growing up in Lakewood, Ohio, she then attended Ohio University to study journalism. While at OU, she worked at The Post, the, newspaper, the school's newspaper, which started her career in content. She's amassed 20-plus years of marketing expertise in a, vi- in a variety of roles and organizations, including agencies, B2C, restaurant, and not-for-profit, as well as starting up and running her own consulting firm for 13 years. She was the OG marketing lead at the Content Marketing Institute, or CMI as most of us call it, which is where we met. And if she isn't busy enough, she is as gracious with her time and knowledge as she is with her kindness and participates in several not-for-profit boards and committees. One of the nicest people I know, and I'm always so flattered when people confuse us for each other because we have the same Kathy Mick for our names. Welcome, Kathy McPhillips. Well, that was such a nice opening. (laughs) Well, greetings, my friend. How are you? I am good. The sun is shining in April in Cleveland, Ohio, so we don't ask for much more. Yeah, I hear you. Toronto, not so sunny, but uh, the snow is gone. So uh, we're all doing our happy little spring dance, and um, I'm glad for it. Now, we will get one more snowfall, um, and it will come, and it will come hard, and everybody will get super sad, and people will forget that they just drove in snow for the last five months, and it will be mayhem. But that's okay. That's okay. For today, there is no snow, so we are happy. (laughs) (laughs) So I gave our audience literally the highlight reel. Your gig, not so new, it's coming up on two years, right? It was May 2021 that you started, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more about um, what you do. Sure. So like like you said, I started in May of 2021, one of those mid-COVID, what do I want to do next type things. Um, And I love CMI. Um, That group, I, I miss them all terribly, but Um, this adventure came up and it seemed like a great time to be figuring out what artificial intelligence means for marketers, for society, for business as a whole. And what I really love about it is I'm working for both in both the marketing area, um, working with our sales team and also growing our community and making sure our customer experience is top notch. And I think just marrying those three things together is where I thrive is where I, um, I, re- I love to grow our business through growing our people and growing our network. And that just makes me happy. So, um, and the other thing I like about the company is it's not like AI is the best thing in the whole entire world. It's AI is coming. AI is here. How can we best use it to have happier, more fulfilling lives? That is amazing. Cause everybody, I mean, you cannot, you cannot go anywhere literally and not run into the letters AI it doesn't matter what it is on on the uh, analyst side of our business i've been meeting with so many vendors of generative ai and you know machine learning and how they all tie together and of course now we've been talking about ai for so long in the marketing world and you know you have it in your technology use it and people have been like no i'm afraid it's going to take my job um and it's really all about you know if so if you guys can teach people how to leverage it for the good so that people can actually do like the stuff people need to do, the the innovation and the ingenuity and that the edge that that humans still can apply better than than our machine friends, um, then uh, you are in for the ride of your life for the next few years, I would think. 
Um, so kudos to you and uh, CMI to this org. Yeah, absolutely. You had mentioned somebody told you to go buy a lottery ticket. I yeah, I think that's a really really good idea. So I count you among my 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 dedicated listeners, for which I thank you. So you know what's coming next. Let's get into the four questions. So, what is the first career you remember wanting to do when you were growing up? So I knew the questions, what you were going to ask, and I was like, first career? I have no idea. But then I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought that I spent much of my childhood sitting in a library. And I just admired the women mostly, because it was mostly women, um, that knew everything about the library, where to find books, where to grow and nurture an interest. And I was like, gosh, I would just would love to be that person that are, is helping these young adults um, and children thrive and find their home. Um, one of the things I used to do when I was in high school, I come from an extre- extremely large family, way before cell phones, and I would get on my bike bike down to the Cleveland Metro Parks, which is one of the most phenomenal park systems in the country with my book. And I'd be gone for like five hours. Um, And I just have, I love books. They have touched every aspect of my life. And if I could be a librarian, um, but then I realized I talk too much to be a librarian. I I would have been shushed by my coworkers. So then I went in a different path. Oh my God, that's hilarious. All right. Um, I got nothing on that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who do you remember being the first first big influence on your life? I mean, I think the logical answer is my parents, obviously, but um, I'm going a different direction. So there was a woman in high school. She was my guidance counselor. And aside from being someone I really admired, um, she was always pushing me, always encouraging me, always making me feel like she was focused 100% of her time on me. And she was like that to everybody. So I just really, really valued that relationship and just looked up to her as a person. Like, how do you have the energy to invest so much time in all of these different people? And that's like, I've really tried to live my life that way. You know, like I said, through my parents, through her. And then she actually got me on this really cool path. She kind of forced me to go to this camp in high school between my junior and senior years um, in Michigan. And it was a national leadership conference, which is kind of a little bit of a misnomer. It wasn't a conference, but it was a week at this event or this conf- um, at this camp where it was all about leadership and um, team building and finding yourself. And it was just like, gosh, that year, that summer changed my life. And, you know, I, whenever I see her, I'm like, remember when you made me go to that camp? Like, thank you so much for making me do that. And I've actually, I made my son, my oldest, he went four summers in a row and same thing. It was like, he kind of went the first year because his mother made him. And then he made himself go back the other three years because it was such a big, big piece of his life. You know, I wish that was a core part of curriculum. Our daughter did a similar program over one summer. She spent four weeks away um, at, it was exactly, it's called the leadership, um, uh, CEO, they called it, was the short form. And the things that she was exposed to and got to try and learn, um, the speakers that they had, stuff that companies would pay literally tens of thousands of dollars to have these speakers come and hear them and, and their philosophy and their approach. And she got four weeks of intensive this. And, you know, right. not everything is always perfect or positive, but that's what builds you, right? But she's still, she, I hear her lean into some of the stuff that she came out of that summer with. And it's, it's, it's such a valuable experience. So you're very fortunate that you, you had that so that you could then partake that onto your son. And then hopefully, you know, if he has kids, et cetera, et cetera. So is there a song that epitomizes your career path? 
Have you ever heard of the song by this script called Hall of Fame? Yes. That song, you know, and it's all like Hall of Fame, that doesn't epitomize my career, but some of the lyrics in the song, like one of them is do it for your people, do it for your pride. How are you, how are you ever going to know if you never even try? And I think partly because I've had the safety net of my husband's job and health insurance, I have had this ability to kind of just do my own thing and try something new. And I like to call it kind of like productive discomfort where I, I want to get uncomfortable because I know getting uncomfortable is going to make me learn new things, try new things, experience new things and grow. So I, I like was like jamming out to that song this morning on my way, at, like prepping for today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. What are three words you would use to describe your career? You and your career. Um, I think ambitious and not like I need to win. I need to, you know, but I, I like achieving things big or small work or otherwise. I really, um, am just driven to constantly be doing better. Um, reliable. Uh, one of my friends, uh, said to me a few months ago, they're like, you always show up. And I was like, I do, I, I'm right. You know, I don't always do the best, but I certainly do. Um, I, you can count on me. Um, I think I'm a, you know, I like to connect people um, and pay it forward in the board stuff I'm doing. So I am reliable. And I think comical because I always like to ingest a little bit of humor into everything that I'm doing. And I recently asked our CEO, I'm like, you don't think I'm as funny as I think I am, do you? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sometimes. Yeah. But it is, yeah. you know, you got to you gotta find the joy and find the happiness and the, and the humor and especially in our work lives, you know, we could get so bogged down in all that we're doing and being trying to find humor in it is such a critical part of it. That is so funny because again, you know, there are things that we'd find absolutely hilarious, like bent over stitch on our side and people would look at us going, I don't get it. Right. Like it's it's like, (laughs) you had to be there. It's like, just trust me. It's funny. Clearly you're not funny because this is very funny. So I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. And, and, and certainly, I mean, I, we know a, a, a good chunk of the same people and I could see, you know, you can, see, you know, where you find your groove because it's the same humor, right? Like you don't even get the sentence out and people are pointing going, yes, oh my God, that's hilarious. So I hope you found those people in your new gig because you certainly had that um, I at CMI. <laughs> JK and I still text most days with something entertaining to each other. <laughs> We digress. So as I mentioned to our audience, you've, you know, you're 20 plus years into your career. It's been, you know, there's been a thread. There's been that marketing content consistency throughout what you did, whether it was agency or not-for-profit or regardless of the organization you're in. But what's the career journey been like? How how have you been able to move, it, it appears so seamlessly, from gig to gig and really leveraging what you've learned and taking it to the next one. It's, it's not something that's always easy to do, but if you look at your, your, your path, it it seems like you've had this really purposeful focus in, in the jobs that you've taken. Well, I think when I started CMI at that point, I had been have, I had my own consulting business for, like you said, 13 years. And I met Joe actually on Twitter and then he reconnected with me on LinkedIn when he was looking for someone to head up marketing and it took me a minute to really know that that was the right fit for me. Um, I started actually part-time and then went to full-time about four months later. 
but I had a full load at that time and I actually had to, um, to, to stop with some clients in order to make time to work with CMI, but something just was, I'm like, something's, something as good is here. And I just need to take time to find, figure out what it is. And the first a few, few weeks after I started, I was going on vacation and I checked my email the first morning. I was with my family. The, the second morning, I went to check my email again and it was locked out. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I just get fired? I've only been here, you know, not a very short time. So I text Pam and I'm like, I can't get into my email. And she said, yeah, you're on vacation. Go enjoy your family. And it was like, okay, this is, this is a place for me. This is where I need to be. This is, it's a growing company. Um, there's more to the world than marketing. And I'm going to, you know, it was just, I just, it was like that, that thing. I was like, oh my gosh, she is absolutely right. So circling back to what your question was, is I feel like that's a lot of how, where I am now is, um, like I said, it's not about artificial intelligence as like the greatest thing in the world. It's, we have this opportunity to use this technology to improve our lives, to improve our jobs, to make us do the parts of our jobs that we love and using some of these tools to take away some of the rote, some of the repetitive, some of the data-driven things that are just really time-consuming, like creating a video and then slicing it up into social media shares, um, transcribing something. Like those all just take so much time, but we love doing the videos. We don't want to spend the time doing all the tedious stuff. So let's use these tools to our advantage so we can either A, fill that time with more videos, or B, gasp, heaven forbid, we shut down for the day and actually go enjoy our lives. So I think it's really, I've learned a lot about how I can take my 20 years, actually it's 30 years, so thank you for being generous and not saying how old I am, but um, but how can I improve my all the work I've been doing for so long by just implementing these small decisions? So I like to say, sounds like a um, hair club for men commercial, but like, I'm not an employee. I'm also a customer. You know, I am our target audience. So that's kind of how I've moved into this. So seamlessly is like, oh my gosh, I love all these things. How can I be using more of these to focus on the things I really want to be doing, which is connecting with people. I met for someone for coffee this morning for an hour that, you know, I just didn't have time for that before because I was, I was trying to check things off my to-do list. And now I'm taking, um, using technology to make my time more human which AI is never going to replace. Thank you for saying that. So many people are so freaked out uh, still about, oh my God, this is going to take over my job. No, your, cho- your job's going to change. It's going to look different, but that's a good mm-hmm. thing. You think, of all, you think of all the things that uh, you don't get a chance to do because it is those route, time-consuming things that you just, you know, they have to get done, but they're the ones that suck up the major- even when you're really good at them and you're super efficient, it's still, it takes as long as it takes, right? And if you can offload that and even get 80% of the way there or 70% of the way there with technology support, I mean, think about that, right? If you got 45 minutes back in every hour of route activity that you did to do something different, to do something more, oh, sign me up. Right. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm having so much fun trying out new things. So trying out, you know, Adobe's Firefly and ChatGPT and, and all of those super funky, you know, different different tools. So, I mean, you've been in marketing since the get-go. Clearly, you're a words girl. Uh, content from books, you know, 
peddling off and, and reading your books in the park to spending time in libraries. Um, and then, you know, your career has been in marketing and communicating and, and connecting people. You are, you are truly amazing at that. I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand. And, and it, it takes something special to be able to make those connections, the people that you've met and be able to go, you know what, you need to meet so-and-so. There were, you were always doing that with me at, at Content Marketing World, for which I'm, I'm truly thankful on that. Was there something in your career, a defining moment, decision, action, something that really significantly impacted the trajectory, like where it set you going or maybe a change of a change of direction, something that happened that you went, okay, I know this is where I need to go. Um, I think I have this gift of this freakish memory that I will remember where we met your name, obviously your your name's easy. Um, (laughs) what, What you're doing. And so it's just connecting people and making people happy and remembering things and those small details that a lot of people, you know, in a community type role are writing down and which is awesome. I just remember it. And it's really so. And then I also grew up in on the West side of Cleveland, been here my whole entire life. So I know a lot of people and like my mom's big joke is, let me guess, you know, my daughter, you know, um, Oh, what a, what a shock. Kathy ran into someone at the DC airport that she knew from, you know, this place. So I think just a combination of those two things. Um, and I just love it. Like I love making people happy, which also sometimes to a fault. I actually was, um, have you ever taken an Enneagram test to see what Enneagram no. number you are? No. Okay. So I, I had this life coach for a while that I actually won as part of, of course I did. I won it as part of an event I was going, to, that I went, attended. And she was awesome. I worked with her for a year, um, an hour a month. And she said, take this Enneagram test and type, I'm a type two. And type two is people pleaser, um, doing things for others. And I was like, Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. That's great. She's like, no, it's not. Are you taking care of yourself? And I was like, of course I'm not. (laughs) So it's just interesting that I do love doing that, but then sometimes to a fault of not making time for myself, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different episode of, of, I just love, I love being with people and I love making people happy. I think that's just what it boils down to. Um, and I love, you know, in our work, even, you know, you should go to this session. I would spend like a content marketing world. I would spend a half hour with someone on the phone saying, what's your job? What are you trying to get out of the event? What's, what are you working on the next six to 12 months? Let's build your agenda. And they were like, Kathy, why are you spending that time? And they're like, but they were so happy when they got there. And that, that's what makes me get through my day. Well, and I, th- I think it's really interesting that here you are, um, you know, with an amazing memory, which kudos to you because that is not me. I am, I write everything down because I, I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. Ask me anything about technology and it's in there. Anything to do with numbers, locked and loaded. Names, forget it. Yours, of course, remember. But the fact that, you know, here you are working in an organization that is focused on the cusp of technology and how to use technology for the better, yet you're so people-focused. So one might look at that and go, okay, that doesn't mesh, but you're exactly what they need. You're exactly the humanity that they need to keep in mind that you're there to remember them to bring that full circle. 
And I think our whole team is like that. I just think that in the role that I have, I'm the most visible one. I mean, obviously our CEO, CEO, Paul is out there all the time and Mike is too, but the role that I'm in, people are seeing me. So um, I think I'm representing our whole entire team, which is good. So what is your current role like? Are there, are you seeing, I mean, you had your own firm for 13 years, you were with CMI for what, six or seven, eight years. And now you're, like you're with this. Nine. Yeah. Almost nine. So are there, you know, what are the challenges? Are there the same compromises? What's, what's getting you up in the morning? You know, we have a big event in July. Um, so my big push is like, we all, let's get together and like figure this out together. And, you know, Kathy's trying this technology. Robert's trying this technology. You two need to talk and teach me because our team is, five, there's five of us and we're reading everything that we know of that we, you know, that we see, we need others to help us do our jobs better. So I think that's, you know, one of the focuses for me is I, we have a Slack group that I manage and I'll post, you know, these are the three articles our team read this morning. I know we're missing stuff. So can you help us kind of fill in the gaps and let's all, let's figure this out together because it's constantly changing. You know, our world changed November 30th when chat GPT came out and it's moving a mile a minute now. I can't keep up. So how are you, what articles are you reading what does it mean for us as marketers? What does it mean for us as business leaders? And how can we implement some of these things? Or, you know, I tested out this tool and here's what I loved and here's what I'm doing with it. And someone could chime in and be like, I did the same thing, but I used this. I tried doing a prompt like this much better or this diff much different than what you were doing. And look at the output I got. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about using it that way. So just trying to learn from each other as we navigate this messy conglomeration of all these tools that are out there now and what do we and what do we do with them because you know I mentioned to you before we started recording that we're not to the strategy point on this yet and people needed to slow down for a second and say okay it's fun playing around we all have to play around with this stuff and kind of test them out like last night I I said I have blueberries oats and peanut butter and I want to make something but I don't want it to have dairy and whatever and I asked chat gpt and it gave me a recipe and it, say, it called for something else. I said, I don't have that. What can I replace it with? And it gave me another answer. So there's just silly things that I'll be testing these tools with. Um, but just having the ability for all of us to try to play around and give these case studies, give these examples, because it's not quite as tangible as it was with like at CMI, where you write a blog post, here were the results. You do this you know, content strategy, here's the results. We're not there yet. So I'm trying to find these people that can help grow the, grow the community and grow the industry. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, that's gotta be not being able to apply the tried and true of what you've been used to for, let's say the first 28 years of your career to this whole brave new world. I mean, this is completely different. Like you said, it's, mm -hmm. it solves problems at the same time it's creating similar, right? Like it's, it's, it's not a one for one and it's, it's not a one to many, but for every great thing, like being able to come up with a recipe that's, you know, dairy-free, gluten-free with the four ingredients that you have in your pantry. Fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, but you know, what does it do in conversely? You know, what, what are you missing out by not having a more either manual or hands-on or conversational approach to things? So, um, yeah, there's, I guess there's, there's always going to be something, something to, to learn from that perspective. Are you finding, you know, 
you and I are at, at similar stages in our careers. Our, our kids are at uh, similar, similar ages. The compromises that you used to make or have to make, are they different now? Are they gone? Are you, is it, you know, because it's, you know, you're an empty nester. So is it, is it, you're all in in everything that you do and you don't feel like you're compromising? I think I'm all in and I now have more time than I did before. So now it's a balance of, Kathy, close your computer. You know, there, it, this is never going to be done for the day. So I've been really trying to focus on um, closing my computer at a normal, decent hour. Uh, I joined a pickleball league and that I'm obsessed with. And I'm sorry for anyone who's heard that story from me about a hundred times, but I love it. Um, now that the sun's shining, I'm going, getting out and getting out and walking and helping my mom with ancestry. So I'm really trying to just shut down because I know that I know me, I know my habits. I know how absorbed I get into projects that I could be working 12 hours a day and be super happy, but I know that's not healthy for me. Right. If you weren't in the marketing tech space, bleeding edge, what would you be doing? Is there an alter ego in another parallel universe that you'd be doing something different? Yeah, I'd probably be working in nonprofits. I don't even know if you know this story and I don't tell it very often, but when I was 17, I um, was in high school and I got called down to the principal's office, which never happened. And they asked me questions about what are you doing next year? Um, what's your family up to? Are you working right now? Just some really just general catching up on your life type things. And the principal was friendly and you know I knew him. So it, was, it didn't seem out of the ordinary, even though it was kind of like, why did that just happen? And then a few weeks later, I found out that I was selected to, um, let me back up. There was a man that grew up the town over from me who had gone to the high school that I went to. And he and his wife had been saving for a long time for their daughter to go to college. And they had this college fund that they had grown and grown and the daughter passed away. Um, so he called our school and he said, I would like to send a daughter to college. And could you find me a deserving young lady who I could fund her college education. So he paid for me to go to college and coming from a family of a lot of children, uh, divorced parents. My mom had remarried, not quite then, but she, um, which doubled our family size, doubled the number of children. So me going to college was never a question. Me going funding college was a big question. And one day everything just changed. And he funded, he just took good care of me. So I try to look back on that and hope I did him justice by going to visit him, taking him my report cards. He met my son, um, met my husband. I went to go see him over breaks and stuff. And I know looking back, I didn't do it as much as I should have, but I did the best that any early 20s and 20 year old would do. Um, so I did say like, I'm going to do this for someone someday. I'm going to fund. And then I'm like, okay, wait, I have two children and college is expensive. So I can't do that for a third, but I'm in, I'm in the board of two nonprofits. I go back to my college and do speaking and some advising down there. And I think because of him that he, I grew up in a very service oriented family, but I think that just solidified that path of, I will always be trying to do more for others, especially young adults. That's wonderful. Uh, it's, you know, not for profits. It's something that I mean, there's so many different ways to give and give back. And some people, it can be time. Some people, it can be money and that's okay. But I think the gift 
of generosity from an altruistic place from the heart, you know, that's what speaks to people. So the fact that you go back and you, and, and I know, I mean, you looked on your LinkedIn and there's this board and that board and that committee <laughs> and you're all in, like, I know you, you're not just, you know, mailing it in and going to the the monthly board meetings. You are participating and contributing and being on committees and, you know, making pies for the bake sale, et cetera. So um, the world is, is you don't a want better me, place. You don't want my baking. No. <laughs> you don't want my baking. Oh, but one so of the best things I ever did was, I worked for them and also volunteered for them. It's um, Share Our Strength in Washington, D.C. They have a No Kid Hungry campaign working to fight childhood hunger. And I got to spend a day on Capitol Hill lobbying um, Congress. And I was like, wow, like what an amazing experience. And the people that took the time to listen to me were people that I actually would never vote for. But I left there with a lot of respect for them taking the time to listen to what we had to say. So there have been a really a couple of really cool experiences, life you know changing experiences because of just the stuff that I've been doing. It's been fun. Well, that's good because you have to get back too, right? Just because you give doesn't mean that you can't grow. Help it help yourself grow in the same time. So, I mean, you've already given me. I've jotted down a few things. It's like, oh yeah, I got to remember to do that, and 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 great <laughs> advice. But in particular. Um, you know, for our listeners, maybe focusing on the, the women in our audience, what would be your best piece of advice, whether it's life or career, success, happiness, whatever it is you want to share? I had a really good one. I was driving home this morning and now I forget what it was, but I guess I would just say, trust in yourself, believe in what you're doing, get a little bit uncomfortable. You know, um, we have so much to give and we have so much to offer and don't let life get in the way of you continuing to learn more and to grow. I love it. Don't let life get in the way. I mean, you mentioned a conference coming up in July. Where can our audience find you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, just Kathy McPhillips, Kathy with a C. Um, our event is Maycon, the Marketing AI Conference. So it's M-A-I-C-O-N dot A-I, of course. Nice. And we've got blog posts, website, our webinars, ebooks, white papers, all the normal media company stuff for free. We've got a few paid things you can come to, but you don't need to. We've got a community on Slack that I'm in every single day. And it's other than that, it's pretty easy to find me online. Unless someone thinks I'm Kathy McMahon. (laughs) Well, then they can still find you because I will point them in the right direction. So, Kathy, thank you so much for today's conversation. One, I love the fact that we got to catch up because it has been a while. But two, um, your generosity of your time and your kindness clearly comes through in all that you do. And uh, I think the organization that you're with now, like I said, it's it's important for those in the AI space to not lose track of for whom the technology is serving and keeping that humanity connection. And I think you are exactly the person to do that. So, so thank you. And thank you for sharing your journey with us. Um, I hope you enjoyed my conversation, my audience uh, with Kathy and thank you for listening to uncharted journeys with me, your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're keen to hear more amazing stories from amazing women, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net and listen to some of the other episodes. You can also sign up to our email list and check out the links and resources in the show notes. So thank you again for listening and see you next time. Until then, enjoy the journey. Yeah, you can be the greatest, you can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world, you can beat the war. You can 
talk the guy go banging on his door You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock yeah. You can move a mountain, you can break rocks You can be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself and you go find yourself You can run the mile, you can walk straight through hell with a smile, you could be the